Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the TechLink podcast. Um, this is being recorded on Saturday, the June June twentieth, twenty twenty, on the K thirty five G. And there's actually quite a bit of content today in terms of tech, uh, quite a big chunk, um, and. Just some life stuff, I suppose. Uh, not much. Uh, but, you know, these episodes are never much. Um, but, yeah. That's all I have to say about it. Um, let's go into the episode. So, a couple of days ago, um, something really terrible happened. Basically, I cracked my phone screen again and i know like i do this a lot i've been doing this a lot recently i used to never never crack a phone screen or break a phone screen um but in the past year i think i've broken two phone screens one of which is the asus rg phone 2 which was my baby and i broke that uh against the steps going up the steps so that was fun that's permanently, like, dead. Um, it's completely smashed. Um, I don't think it's going to be very cheap to replace the OLED panel, and I don't think it's worth repairing. I might send it to e-waste. Um, I haven't done that yet, and it's already June, and I broke it in February, I think, or March. I think it was February, so... And I still vividly remember it. Like, it's such a weird time frame, I suppose. Like, this year has passed so quickly. Because we've been doing basically nothing uh, since we got here. Like if you, I'm just sort of, sort of looking back. Um, I, you know, we went to the Philippines. I did and on on January. Came back in February. I still remember that as it was bloody yesterday. And um, from then, from that day on, there was quarantine. And then we came back. I came back very briefly back to school. And that that's it. And we're back at home every day, um, you know, doing Chinese pushing, by the way, I'm pushing for an HSK5 test. Um, my Chinese isn't, is not as good as it should be for 12 years in China because I've mainly focused on, you know, A-levels and school. And I guess the schools, you know, partly is my fault for not trying hard enough, I guess. But also like the schools that I went to didn't really push it. Um, onto me from early age, and I wasn't really forced to, d- to learn it. Um, and all the learning was pretty terrible, so the teaching was. So now I'm trying to make up for lost time and uh, push through with this HSK 5 and try and reach a decent level. Um, you know, because I feel like it's important to have, you know, of course, know the language and be fluent and stuff. Um, when you know you've been a country for so long, even though I've been in this bubble, this this international bubble, I suppose I'm I'm trying now to push forward with it. I guess and again, probably could have done more. Um, but I was just so worried about all the other stuff that was going on that I just never really, and I never really felt the need to use it that much because it was a cycle. Um, that I went to, you know, go to school, come back home, go to school, come back home. Chinese was never really used much at all, all my friends knew English perfectly, so, I sort of, you never used it, and, 
and I really felt the need for it until recently where I just realized, oh my God, I've spent 12 years here. I'm going to leave in September and I don't know anything, but I do know a lot compared to or compared to someone who's been here maybe two years. But for, you know, for the same person who's been here 12 years, who's maybe, you know, merged more with the culture than I have, um, it's definitely, I definitely am behind. Um, I went to HSK 4 to 5 level, which is not, which is fine, it's just pretty good. I mean, I know a lot of people want to be in my position, but it's still not as good as it can be, so I'm going to push for that 5, and hopefully that'll give me some sort of um, closure, and uh, I'll learn a lot along the way. Uh, I have been doing Duolingo for it as well, um, quite a bit. And it is quite easy, mostly. Um, I'm going to try and finish the whole course for Duolingo that I've been doing every day, at least an hour of it, um, and just powering through it um, and trying to get to the hardest stuff. But yeah, um, it's it's all right, I guess. It's, it's good consistency. It keeps you on your toes. Um, but definitely just reading and learning, picking up vocab is the most important bit. Uh, and just strengthening my vocabulary, because that's my one... I think that's my weakness, really, um, because I, I'm my speaking is great, my tonality, the way I I say things, it's very natural. It's just the vocabulary part and well, the writing bit as well. But my typing's good, and that's what the test is based on. So hopefully, you know that that'll be, you know, I'll do a decent job of it. Um, yeah, there's not much else I can really hope for. For that, to be honest, um, just, you know, hopefully I don't regret things, which I, I definitely will regret things, but um, about Chinese and, and how I could have been a lot better at it, I guess. But in the end, like, it, it, it happened, you can't really change the past, so you have to always look forward, you have to always try to, um, you know, embrace what's in front of you and try and make the best of what you have, and my mentality back then was pretty terrible towards studying in Chinese, it was... Like, oh, I, I never use it, I don't need it, you know, but it I do need it. it, it's a weapon, and it's also a weakness, because someone might see it and be like, oh, you know, your Chinese is this crap, but you've been here 12 years, like, it doesn't make sense, you know, and then you're going to have to explain the whole bubble, and then it'll come off a bit awkward and weird, and just not correct, so I'm making a push for it. I didn't mean the Chinese bit to get so long, um, but sort of tangented into it, I guess, um, Tech-wise, there's two bits of information which are kind of important. Um, the first of which is that I definitely have a flagship phone now. For sure. 100%. Um, no changing, no going back now. I've even looked at cases, I've looked at everything. I'm, I'm fully yeah, fully ready to, to go for it and to plonk the money down for it and yeah it's a controversial one uh, especially because i've been talking about oneplus 8 pro and the xperia 1 mark 2 but ever since i saw the price tag on the one two um i was like nope and so the galaxy s20 ultra is the flagship phone of choice um that's the one that i'm going to go for after some serious 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 back and forth between uh, the ultra the 8 Pro, and even taken into consideration, even for just, you know, a few hours, the P40 Pro, I decided the Ultra just has the right blend, 
of ease of use and software and camera quality um, and just niceties and features um, which I like so why did I pick the ultra well I just think I just summed it up right there basically because um, it's got a pretty good camera it's not the best of the best but it's got a pretty darn good camera for sure uh, I, I am a fan of telephoto zoom and periscope zoom um, I'm not going to use the 100x obviously I mean we all know that maybe 10x 20x those kind of shots yes but 100x you know not really useful maybe to read a number plate from very very far but that's really it um, but I think it does have good camera quality I've definitely seen the problems that it's had launching and the issues with focus hunting and all that stuff and I th you know something I've pushed out updates for it so hopefully um you know when i get it it'll be decent the at i think they're called ate ones or something ate one update to make things a lot better um with the camera so hopefully it'll be fine um that's one so the, obviously the camera that's one two is the pricing um i have to say the pricing definitely played a part i mean the Xperia one mark ii was a clear choice for me up until I saw the price about a week ago at 7k and 7k is a 1k above my sort of budget and 1000 RMB is 100 bucks roughly uh, 1000 RMB is worth a lot more here than 100 bucks is worth in the US so obviously um, I just couldn't take the plunge so I had to discard it um, I did consider also the OnePlus 8 Pro, um, and the reason I discarded that one is just the camera, again, I I just wanted something exciting for the camera, something different, something, and I know, I know the OnePlus 8, the OnePlus 8 Pro's camera is pretty good, it is very good, and it was praised by Steve Litchfield on the phone show, uh, was it, yeah, the phone show video thingy that he does, but he also praised the S20 Ultra, um, and I think if they fix the issues, I think it, it's, it edges out the OnePlus in versatility, you know, in 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 the whole Zoom department, etc. Um, but, you know, um, oh man, I'm sort of blanking out here. Jesus. Well, this is unedited and raw, so I'm not going to cut it up or whatever. But, um, yeah, so the price. Don't talk about the price. The price is... Yeah, so it was above, it's below the Galaxy, no, the Sony Xperia 1 Mark II. It's uh, about 1,000, 1,300 RMB below. And the reason I got this madness, because usually this device is 9,999 RMB. Um, the reason that I got this madness is the Korean variant that I'm buying here. So it's imported in from Korea, not imported. Well, it is imported in from Korea, but it's shipping from Shanghai, which is which should be very quick. Um, and the Korean model is a lot cheaper. It's it, the reason for it being a lot cheaper is, of course, it's not the mainland China model, which in itself just makes it a lot cheaper. Like even the Hong Kong model is cheaper, but it does have some slight disadvantages for someone in China, which I've assessed and I can deal with. The first of which is in that the phone is single SIM only. Now, normally that'd be a bit of a big deal because, you know, 
switching from country to country is easy, etc, 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 but I feel like I'm not going to be switching at all that much until I go to Europe, and that's one clean switch, and that's fine, whatever, yeah, I don't really use dual sim natively in a country, it's like my one sim card with my one mobile plan, etc, so for me that wasn't a big deal to lose, the whole uh, single sim. The second um, drawback uh, that you know it, that it has is that Samsung Pay doesn't work. Now, Samsung Pay didn't work originally in my S10. That was Chinese, and I don't even use Samsung Pay for anything whatsoever. I use AliPay and WeChat Pay, etc., etc., etc. So that is also fine. It's not a big deal at all. The and. It does work with Google Pay because it's not a China model. So the actual Google Pay certification is there um, on the Korean ROM. So hopefully when I go to uh, the UK, Google Pay will function and it'll be fine. Unlike the Chinese models, which don't really work uh, with Google Pay regardless. So that's good. Um, my computer's just restarting for whatever reason. I'm just seeing it out of the corner of my eye here. Well, that was random. Um, so yeah, the final drawback is on Alipay, you can't pay with your fingerprint. Now, this in itself is is not a big deal. Just put in your code every time. That's not a massive deal. But what makes it even better is that you can pay with your face. Um, you can't pay with the ultrasonic scanner, you can't verify your purchase with the ultrasonic scanner, but you can verify the purchase with your face. And I just like, okay, well, that's minor. Also, the guy who I'm buying from is brushing. Brushing, they call it brushing. He's putting it, he's putting a, um, he's putting something uh, in order for the Alipay thing to work properly. So that's good. I can just hear the computer fans in the background as well, it's very annoying. So if you can hear that. Um, so that's good. So those drawbacks really for me are negligible compared to you know the experience of, of the phone. 6.9 inch, um, you know, WQHD, 120 hertz. And I am going to be putting it in the 96 hertz WQHD mode because I think that's the right balance uh, overall. Um, I know there's a XDA developer fork or something where you can set it at 96 hertz and um, WQHD plus because yeah you know I could just leave it at full HD and probably not notice a difference but I feel like when you're paying that much money you should be able to do both um, and the benefit of the added battery life that I'm going to get from just leaving it at 96 as opposed to 120 and QHD even though it'll probably still be drained fairly quickly. Um, yeah. Final reason is, I guess, the um, the fact that it's got a Snapdragon instead of an Exynos chip um, just makes a lot of sense. Um, well, it does make a lot of sense. It's the better chip. Everything that I've read on the Exynos is just that it's pretty garbage. So that's, of course, why I bought it. The, this time the Korean version in specific because obviously previous years uh, Samsung user Exynos in the Korean market but not this year this time it has the 865 so yes that's good 
Um, and that's it. So that it'll, you know, I'll probably purchase it in a couple of days, if not tomorrow or today even. I don't know. Uh, it all depends on the availability and whether I want to wait for a bit and see if there's any problems with it. If there's any drawbacks, I've looked at the bands, the mobile bands for the Korean variant, and they all work fine. Uh, oh yeah, there's one more, one more drawback that I didn't mention, and that's uh, on my carrier, China Mobile, China Mobile, I should call it. Uh, there is no 5G support, so it doesn't support, I think it's the Chinese, the one band of 5G for the China Mobile doesn't support. That's fine. Um, it does support on China Unicom, and if I mean I don't really use 5G as it is. Um, I used it once or twice with this K30 5G, and I you know I don't miss it at all. So it's a big deal, and I feel like I'm missing out. I'll switch over to China Unicom fairly quickly and get um, all the coverage. So again, not a big deal. Um, but yeah, that, that that's it basically. The S20 Ultra. Uh, when it comes, I'll do a podcast on it and, you know, detailing my impressions of it and blah, 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 blah. And I know I'm, I'm late on it, but I'm not a, f- a bloody tech review channel, so I, I don't really give a shit. It's my personal main device. Uh, and I probably, I'll try not to sell it and move on to another phone in like three months. I, I can't really guarantee that I'll, that I'll stick to that, to be honest, <laughs> just because... I really like toying around with stuff and switching phones, this and that. So yeah, I probably I probably will. But I'm I'm trying not to I'm gonna try not to do that. Um and yeah, it is another Samsung. There's just something about Samsung phones that they just check everything, don't they? Every box is ticked. I hear this repeatedly all the time on the PSC podcast. That's the phone show chat. Um with Steve Litchfield and Ted Salmon, shout out to them. That just something just ticks all the boxes. They have everything. You know, you've got a great screen, a great camera, a great, uh, at least in this case, processor. Uh, you've got all the added bonuses: reverse wireless charging, wireless charging, fast charging. Uh, I am getting the 45 watt uh, charger, regardless of its insignificance to the actual charging time, because I just want it. Um, so yeah, it's got everything. It's got everything you would need, and yes, it's not the best at one, any given thing, I think, except maybe display. I think the displays are just amazing um, on, on, on the Samsung devices. But it's just so good overall. It doesn't have the fastest charging, yes. Realme has the fastest charging, but not, not that I care that much about fast charging. As long as it's over 30 watts, it's fine for it. You know, when you're in a pickle, it'll do a job. My current phone is 30 watts, and I'm very satisfied with, with the fast charging at 30 watts. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't have the fastest charge, doesn't have the fastest, you know, the the best camera. That honor goes to the 40 Pro Plus from Huawei. But it's just such a good all-round device, and it's a massive phone. And for me, who just likes to watch content, that's going to be a benefit. I just love big screens, and I'm gonna, I'm really gonna enjoy OLED. Um, having OLED Mac because LCD is good as it is. Uh, it's not bad. It's still LCD. And, you know, every time I look at my brother's phone, he's got a, a Xiaomi Mi 9. Um, I get a little bit, I, I go like, wow, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't wait to, to have it in. I've already looked at it, quite a few cases for it. 
uh, Spigen, the official Samsung cases, um, Autobox. They sell all of them here in Taobao in China, which is great. And they're all pretty cheap, except the UAG Monarch series, which is still ridiculous for a case. I kid you not, for the same price of the UAG Monarch case, which is the high-end case from UAG, you can pick yourself up a second-hand um, Samsung Galaxy S8. Or a new, I kid you not, a new Redmi Note tape from Xiaomi. So, for the price of a case, you can get a phone. I mean, that's just insane. I'm, I'm sure the case is, is brilliant. I did look into it, but it's probably too expensive. Um, I'm thinking of getting the Galaxy, what's it called, the S-View flip cover. I don't usually like flip covers, but I feel like this one, it's got a panel on it, like a window where you can decline and answer calls and check notifications and everything. I feel like this one would be a decent addition to have. And probably a, like the second choice for the rugged case is going to be tougher. I am liking the subcase, semi-transparent ones, so I might rock that. Um, or a caseology one because I like their textures. But um, yeah, that's basically it for tech. Actually, no, there's one more story for tech. What time is it? Right. We've been 20 minutes and it's currently 5. Okay, 5.10. Tell this one and then that'll be that. So I, I did crack my screen um, on the K35G and the way it happened was definitely very stupid. You know, it, it had a case on it, um, but no screen protector. I, Never used screen protectors, um, and I wasn't using it, obviously. This happened um, a couple of days ago, maybe three or four, and uh, I was just walking along this indoor tennis complex, um, and I just knocked into this dude, and the phone came out of my hands, and it landed on, well, on wood, essentially it was wood, and it landed on just the edge of the wood, so the side of the phone, one one of the sides of the phone, uh, cracked completely, and of course it sent spider cracks along the display. And I was, um, you know, I was very annoyed. I was kind of, you know, because it landed right there. I couldn't land in another place, just right there. Anyway, so that very same day, I kid you not, I went over to the magician, and I like to call them the magicians because they are, um, the well. They're not a fake market. They're an electronics. It's an electronic market. And there's plenty of these in China, in the modern cities, where they sell parts and they fix things. And it's super shady, super cyberpunk aesthetic. And I just went over there. They took my phone in. And for roughly $30, $25, they fixed my uh, display, my screen. They fixed it up. And gave me a free screen protector, tempered glass to boot. Um, I'm, I'm not saying you know my screen's not inter not very expensive. It's a nice 1080p IPS LCD. It does have 120 hertz, so that can't be cheap to replace, uh, or roughly cheap to replace. But yeah, 25 bucks all in, and as good as new. I mean, just more praise for these for these workers who you know on first appearance it, it doesn't look great because it's quite a dingy place there's not much in the way of you know illumination there's not much in the way of um except the desks of course where they have the, all these machines they have the machines exposed that fix things their tools and everything it's just it's really fun watching them work on phones if you're a nerd it's a great place to go just to watch people of course you'll get hassled um 
to buy things because if you're, if you're a foreigner, I don't do that. I don't get that anymore because I just, you know, I I, uh, I go there all the time. So they, they kind of know who I am. And um, yeah, I'm quite familiar with them. Every time I have, a, I've had a problem with a, with my phone or with a phone or with, with a laptop, I've taken, I've taken it to them. They've done a brilliant job. So, so yeah, um, I wish I wish I was sponsoring them. I'm not nothing too sponsored. I'm not a brand. It's just this group of people in this shoddy sort of electronics mall, second floor, where they do all this magic and they fix stuff up for you. And you, there's a there's a guy there physically selling you secondhand MacBooks. I just thought was really cool. 2015 model, 2012 uni bodies, all that stuff. They just he's just selling it there. They sell you all sorts of phones. Uh, they'll sell you phones from two or three years ago, and the pricing is, is great on them. Um, and you know, I bought a Huawei Watch GT from them for reduced pricing a, a year ago or so, and I'm very satisfied with that as well. So, like I said, I mean, if you ever are in China, um, if you ever get to be in China, if you are in China, you might be in China already. Who knows? And if you have a problem with your laptop, just don't go to these, you know branded uh, tech repair shops where they speak perfect English don't go to the to the official Apple store unless you know of course if you have Apple care go to the Apple store and if you feel like you know the Apple store is more trustworthy and you, you have that security then go to the Apple store but you know just know that you'll be paying a premium for that and um, I've you know and you, you're paying a premium and you're, you're getting the same thing probably paying for things that you don't need because Apple like to do that a lot. They'll give you a completely new phone, force you to pay for it. Or not pay for it, well, pay, they force you to pay for things that you don't need to be really fixed. Um, but yeah, go to these guys. Go to go to the shoddy areas, the, the shoddy people who fix stuff. They will do just as good a job. I mean, this panel is flawless. You know, the... the it, there's nothing wrong with it, and they'll do just as good a job for half, even a quarter of the price. So, so yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I do hope you enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed the rambling. It'll probably go up Sunday ish, if not Monday, depends how lazy I am. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed once again, and I'll catch you next time on the next episode of the Tech Link podcast.